0: Let the torch of freedom burn.
1: You find your way to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on those hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. That means we're looking at whatever everybody's talking about. We're looking at that from, as best we can, from a biblical perspective. What's the word of God say about it? I promise you, you want to save America? Most important thing you can do is be in God's word every day. If you hadn't read through the Founders Bible, get you a copy of the Founders Bible and make 2023 the year that you read straight through the Bible and the articles in that Founders Bible. As you're reading God's word, then you read the articles that are applying God's word to what's happening in the culture and sharing stories of times throughout American history where someone applied that particular scripture that you just read. There's just no substitute for it. I love it. I'm going back to the Founders Bible myself. Again, this year, sharing that on social media. If you want to follow on social media, I post every day or you know, once a week on what the reading is going to be for that week and for each individual day, and it'll get you through the entire Founders Bible. It's really, really a great way to dive in. So biblical perspective, and then historical and constitutional perspective. What can we learn from history about that hot topic of the day? What does the Constitution say? In other words, how do you approach that issue under our particular form of government? So that's what we do at Wall Builders, biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective, as we are rebuilding the walls, rebuilding the foundations of this nation. Greatest nation in the history of the world, folks. Most powerful, most free, the wealthiest, most benevolent nation the world has ever known. And there's a reason for that. There's a formula. There's a secret sauce that produced that result. We've moved away from that secret sauce for years now. It's time to get back to it. And that's what Wall Builders does. My name is Rick Green. I'm a former Texas legislator and America's Constitution coach. And I am thrilled and honored to be serving here with David and Tim Barton. David is America's premier historian. He's our founder at Wall Builders. Tim's a national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. And all three of us are excited to be able to serve you through this program and through the other things that Wall Builders does to reach out and impact the culture with pastors and teachers and you know all kinds of folks, young people, you name it, legislators. But it's just, uh, it's just an honor to be here and be a part of this. And we appreciate you joining us here on Wall Builders. Matt Staver of Liberty Council with us a little later in the program, guys, going to give us an update on some of the things that are going on. Uh, one of those being the uh, Supreme Court, uh, I, I say decision, it was, uh, I guess, was it a decision or a dissent? But Gorsuch just kind of went off on the tyranny, the COVID tyranny, the what Steve Dace call it, COVID stand uh, that took place over the last three years. So pretty good that a Supreme Court justice is basically saying the things that we three have been saying on this program from nearly the beginning.
0: Yeah, it was a decision dealing with Title 42, which was the immigration type of stuff. That's right. And Title 42, the immigration stuff, there was a a COVID provision put in there um, that allowed immigrants required to stay on the other side of the border, not just the remaining Mexico policy. But COVID said you can't come in the United States. Our immigration laws are different under COVID. And so Biden repealed Title 42, the, the COVID restrictions. And so there were efforts in court to try to continue those in order to keep the border more secure. And so the the House and others had sued, and and there were plaintiffs uh, against the Biden administration and lifting rule 42, which was the COVID rule. And it was a unanimous Supreme Court decision that no, you can't keep the COVID restrictions in place. Even if you're trying to help immigration and and stop the the flow of illegal immigrants, you can't do it this way. And that's where Gorsuch and that unanimous opinion He came out and said, and by the way, this should never happen even the first time three years ago when COVID hit. This should never have been allowed to happen. And so Gorsuch did a huge smackdown of how bad that policy had been. Of course, we've been saying that for three years or however long it's been, three and a half years, whatever it is. But it just takes a while for things to work through the court. Um, the, the decision with, with Coach Kennedy, allowing prayer back at, at, for him to pray at football games again. What that take, seven years for that to get to the court and get there? So, you know, the the court is nowadays getting it right much more often than they have in previous decades. It just takes a while to get there. And in the meantime, we have all this oppression from government officials, and, and that's not been a good thing. So since, since Matt Staber is maybe the most active person in the nation, on fighting these COVID restrictions. I think at one time he told us that he had more than 10,000 people who'd contacted him on COVID restrictions. He had a case going in all 50 states, a case in all 50 states. Imagine that, trying to litigate that much in all the states. I don't think anybody was more active than he was. Maybe some were as active, but, but we figured it'd be good to get Matt Staver's opinion on this um, now that he's on the victorious side. Well, he was on the victorious side all along, he kept winning in the lower courts. I don't know that he lost the case in lower courts. But finally, the U.S. Supreme Court has unanimously rejected all the COVID restriction notions
1: that government was doing in previous years. But we'll go right to him after the break. Matt Staver with us today, folks. Stay with us. You're listening to Wall Builders.
2: This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. Founding fathers John Adams and Thomas Jefferson originally worked closely together, but later became ardent opponents. This troubled Dr. Benjamin Rush, a signer of the Declaration, who knew both of them very well. In the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5.18 tells us that God has given each of us the ministry of reconciliation. Dr. Rush believed this and set out to bring the two back together. It took a while, but Adams and Jefferson once again became close friends. And looking back on his role in helping bring about this reconciliation, Dr. Rush stated, "...it will give me pleasure, as long as I live, to reflect that I have been in any degree instrumental in affecting this reunion of two souls destined to be dear to each other and motivated with the same dispositions to serve their country, though in different ways." For more information about Dr. Benjamin Rush and his other remarkable achievements, go to wallbuilders.com.
1: Welcome back to Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. Our good friend Matt Staver back with us once again. Matt, thanks for your time today, brother. Thank you. Good to be with you as always. I feel like we need a you know, three-hour show today because there's so many things I want to catch up with you on. But uh, first and foremost, you, you know, basically had a Supreme Court justice, Neil Gorsuch, say the things you've been saying for three years, we've been saying for for three years, and uh, feels like a little bit of vindication, just talking about how crazy it was things went in the COVID crackdowns. Uh, what did you think when you saw that?
3: Well, I was really pleased with this. This was in this uh, immigration case or this Title 42 case, Arizona versus Mayorkas, and in an eight-page opinion, Justice Neil Gorsuch blasts the lockdowns and mandates and presents the truth regarding the constitutional issues and the violation of our civil liberties. He says, in fact, quote, since March 2020, we may have experienced the greatest intrusions on civil liberties in the peacetime history of this country. Executive officials across the country continues issued emergency decrees on a breathtaking scale. Governors and local leaders imposed lockdown orders, forcing people to remain in their homes. They shuttered businesses and schools, public and private. They closed churches, even as they allowed casinos and other favored businesses to carry on. He continues on and goes on and on about how they surveilled church parking lots. Recorded license plates and issued notices warning that attendance at even outdoor services satisfying all state social distancing and hygiene requirements could amount to criminal conduct. They divided cities and neighborhoods into color-coded zones, forced individuals to fight for their freedoms in court on emergency timetables, and then changed their color-coded schemes when defeat in court seemed imminent. It is a great rebuke of what we have seen with the violation of our civil liberties. It was good to see that from the United States Supreme Court. The fact of the matter is, however, too many judges just bought the mantra of the CDC and FDA without doing their own individual research and assuming that there's a constitutional pause button on the United States Constitution, which there's not.
1: Man, Matt, I I so appreciate you saying that last part as well because you know I'm so thankful. Gorsuch said all, all all of this, but how many times throughout that three years? I mean, you brought so many lawsuits to try to stop this nonsense, and these judges too often kick the can down the road, like you said, because they bought the. The, the lies and the deception and and where the court was supposed to be. And I actually said in 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 literally April of twenty twenty, I was like, this is not good this is going to be over quick, folks, because there's no compelling interest here. None of this stuff is least restrictive or narrowly tailored. Don't worry, don't worry. The courts are going to strike this stuff down. And then they just kept falling for it. But thankfully, I mean, and you had a lot of victories in between the you know, the courts uh, you know not taking some of this stuff. So it was wins and losses but I agree with your your statement. It was just, there were way too many judges that gave into the fear. They were afraid, oh, there'll be blood on my hands if I don't, you know, and man, the principles aren't supposed to change, right? I mean, the principles don't change That's for right. a virus.
3: No, they don't change just because you have a pandemic or a virus or some other scary situation that confronts you. In fact, it's during this time of fear that we can lose our constitutional freedom, and we right. realize how quickly that can happen. More so, I think, Uh, than either of us ever thought would be able to happen. But we actually saw it unfold. We saw it unfolded by the uh, governors, by the local city officials, the county officials, the schools. We saw this unfold specifically in the courts. We ended up winning twice at the Supreme Court, 5-4, and then again 6-3. But it was a real struggle. This was probably, no question, the most intense time frame of litigation that we've ever had having rulings coming out on Friday evening, late, early Saturday morning. We had to respond by Sunday. I mean, it was wild, wild west kind of litigation. Uh, And fortunately, at the end of the day, we won. But, uh, you know, some of these uh, nonsensical rulings are still going on. For example, uh, we're still dealing with people that are being taken off or not put back on the organ transplant list because they refused the COVID shot for religious reasons. Mm -hmm. We're still dealing with students and employees uh, that have been terminated from their job. In fact, I just recently argued at the Court of Appeals for the First Circuit. We got a three to zero victory. We'll now go back to do discovery, but it's on the main healthcare workers. Uh, Our lead uh, client in this case is a 20-year veteran of nursing. She was head of the... Uh, one of the units at the hospital in the ICU. And now she's doing construction work because she was terminated by the mandate in Maine issued by the Mills administration from the governor's office.
1: Wow, man, it just doesn't seem seem to end. And 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 it is important how we see the past, right? How, how history is remembered and, and how people remember what happened here. If they think that all government saved us because of all of these things, then they'll want more of it in the future so it's so important to talk about these cases and talk about these these principles but I, I just have to say to our listeners out there lc.org i'm telling you matt and his team had cases going all over the country and it was it was wild wild west stuff chaos and they did such an amazing job with it. And it's because of your help and your donations. So many people got defended for free and, and, and represented for free because of your help. So go to that website today and help these guys to continue that that great work and to, and continue to bring up good attorneys. I mean, Matt, that's another thing is just having good attorneys, good judges, focusing in on on raising up a new generation that 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 believes in these uh these principles of liberty. And you guys are, are doing that even now at the Oh, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. World Health Organization. I want, you, I want to talk about that fight, but you're 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 talking about the uh, uh, raising up kids right now with the principles from the very beginning. You've got a K through 12 effort going on. Tell us about that yeah. so people can go to that website you know, and learn more.
3: We have an educational crisis, and what we see today with people not knowing the Constitution, not uh, you know having the animosity to America and our freedom and moving towards Marxism and socialism, the disrespect that we see, all of that is because of our bankrupt education system. The public education system really has bankrupted generations and will continue to do so unless we make a change. So for a number of years, we've been involved in training up Young people, we've just now launched Covenant Journey Academy, which is a full-service K-12 online Christian academy, available 24-7, 365. We have six languages, Spanish, French, Latin, German, Chinese, and American Sign Language. You can begin some of these languages as early as kindergarten. It is uh, taught all of these 150-plus uh, courses through K-12 through are taught by certified Teachers, uh, you know, founded upon a biblical worldview. So, this is somebody that is a homeschooler. You can do all your homeschooling, part of your homeschooling, or if you have a Christian school, you can do all of your Christian school, private Christian school, or part of your Christian school through our affiliate program. It's Covenant Journey Academy. It's CJ dot Academy. CJ dot Academy is the website.
1: CJ dot Academy. Uh, what a what perfect timing for you guys to come out with this because there's so many parents that are. Fleeing these public indoctrination camps called public schools, government schools that have gone completely woke and Marxist. And so they're fleeing and they're looking for trusted sources. They're looking, okay, where can I go? Because even, I know you found this, Matt, there's even some private, and it's a lot of private schools, but even some homeschool resources have gone woke as well. Yeah. And you got to find good, trusted resources. And of course, you guys have proven yourselves to be biblically sound, historically sound, constitutionally sound. So the fact that you've created this. I feel relief in in knowing I can send people to this and know that it's a good source.
3: Well, you know, Rick, uh, our first enrollee is uh, enrolled in kindergarten, and uh, in pre-K, she was bullied in a Christian school, Mm. and uh, three girls bullied her over the Black Lives Matter issue. Uh, She's a Caucasian little pre-K student. She cried and was scared to go back to school. Her mom said, you know, forget about this. She talked to the individuals, the administrators at the Christian school, mind you, and they said, yes, we're familiar with, we're aware of the bullying, but because of the sensitivity of BLM, we're not going to address it. So she's pulling her kid out, and she is now going to be starting this summer in our kindergarten program, and one of the early courses she's going to take is um, Spanish. She's so excited about it. So, you know, what you're seeing in the schools is bullying. You're seeing critical race theory, the gender ideology undermining parents' values, religious freedom, undermining our Constitution, and the foundational principles of freedom. That's why, you know, we're addressing this educational crisis one child at a time. And we're very excited about this uh, Covenant Journey Academy full service online, K-12. through So you can go to cj.academy for more information.
1: cj.academy, and uh, there's a demo. You can demo a course. You can go on there and learn all about it. It's, it's, it's kids of all ages, uh, K-12, through and an incredible incredible team that that Matt and Anita have have assembled here before I let you go Matt I gotta get an update from you on the World Health Organization and this whole sovereignty issue and, and and the sovereignty coalition and just the things that are being done to to fight this because all the things that you fought over the last three years was at least at the you know local state and federal court level here in the us if we give over the decision making to an international agency that's taken by the Chinese like this uh, with the World Health Organization. I can't even imagine where we began to fight at that point. So this is really dangerous stuff, and you've been keeping folks updated on it. But you're watching what's happening over there. Uh, Do we even have – I mean, you mentioned in your email today, there's not even any member of Congress over there monitoring this.
3: No, but there is uh, the ambassador that Biden has appointed to negotiate and push this forward. The United States under Biden is the biggest supporter of these 307 amendments to the international health regulations plus a brand-new pandemic treaty. That will change the WHO from an advisory organization to a legally binding entity that it dictates then will be binding upon the United States of America and the other 194 countries total that are part of the WHO. There's not a single member of Congress that was there, but not only did you have the ambassador that Biden has uh, put forth to negotiate this, but also you had Xavier Becerra, the secretary of the Health and Human Services there, and he was going around with Tedros, the director general, saying that the United States is going to commit over a billion dollars to help fund this. And some of these countries that otherwise would be skeptical of the WHO are actually supportive of this. Why? Because they are seeing a Mayo-type healthcare clinic on every corner of their village, their rural communities, knowing that they're getting promises from this Biden administration that the United States will pay for this globally. Mm. I mean, this is at a time when we're not able to pay for our debts or we're getting close to, you know, the default time frame. And yet the Biden administration is promising to throw another billion and a half dollars on the table uh, to the WHO. I mean, this is absolutely uh, startling. We need to wake up members of Congress. There's H.R. 79 that would pull us out of the WHO It also defund the WHO. We also can defund the WHO when we move into the next budget, which would be done by September of this year. And also Congress can investigate. They need to bring forth all these 307 amendments in the pandemic treaty and let the public know what's going on, what this Biden administration is doing.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. And, and what an end run around the Constitution itself. If if Biden does this and the Senate's already basically said we're not going to do our duty under the Constitution and actually ratify or, or not, uh, they're they're just going to let him give over this this kind of power. So yeah, making making sure members of Congress get riled up about this. I know there was a, oh, I think a week or two ago, a, a press conference with about twenty members of Congress. We need a whole right. lot more of them, um, you know, engaged on this thing. Matt, thank you for keeping us informed, folks. I, I I'm not kidding. I told Matt this off air, but. I literally prepare for my uh, afternoon live show I do for American Family Radio by reading Matt's email every day. That's my show prep. Uh, so it's good stuff, is what I'm saying. Get it, get on the list. So you're getting it as well. You can do that at lc.org. Matt Stavert, God bless you, brother. Y'all keep up the great work. Thank you. Good to be with you as always. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right
2: back with David and Tim Barr.
1: We're back on Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. And thanks to Matt Staver, not only for coming on the program, but as David, you said at the beginning of the program, just all the cases, all the people that they helped throughout COVID. And his, he said that they're having to continue uh, to help as there's still some areas of, of insanity out there. Are, I actually read the other day, guys, there's still schools that are masking kids in some places. Yeah. Uh, there's still parents that are keeping a mask on their kids eight, nine hours a day. Uh, this insanity may carry on for a while. I guess when you when you fill people with so much fear, it takes a lot sometimes to shake them
2: out of that well, and one of the things too, Rick, I think about is that when you look at even still some of the immigration policies, there still are requirements for vaccinations for people that are going through the legal immigration process, trying to get their green card trying to get a visa. There are still vaccination requirements now it, for those coming across the southern border, right the the influx of more than six million. Individuals across the southern border during Biden's presidency, there's not been a vaccine requirement for them, but we still have some of these nonsensical COVID policies in place. Uh, Guys, I I saw an article just maybe earlier this week, could have been last week, uh, but it was about there was a a a convention, a health convention, and they determined that that the, the numbers from the convention that of the people who were there that had gotten vaccinated, there was a higher percentage of those that had gotten COVID that were from the vaccinated than from the unvaccinated. And these are the statistics we've seen over and over and over again. And yet we are still seeing policies being promoted by the Biden administration that are completely anti-scientific, completely tyrannical. And and, and people might genuinely ask, then then why, if, if, if we know this is not scientific, if, if we know that getting a COVID vaccine does not number one, prevent you from getting COVID and number two, doesn't prevent you from dying from COVID. Then why do we still have these requirements? And this is where the old adage of follow the money might come into play. When you look at the billions upon billions upon billions of dollars that the pharmaceutical industry has made since the vaccine. And we can even point to people like Anthony Fauci who is getting some level of compensation and he doesn't have to report what it is because unfortunately, and, and, and guys, I mean, you might speak to this a little bit too, Rick, as an attorney, you might speak to this some. It is crazy to me that these medical professionals do not have to reveal how they are getting a commission or compensation from some of the medication, some of the vaccines that they are promoting when they're nope saying, kid. oh, no, this is this is for your health. It's for your benefit. You need to take this vaccine and they're getting a commission off of every vaccine that they're getting people to take. And and the American people don't know that's what's actually happening. This is why so much of this nonsense is continuing. And and, and hopefully, as as Matt pointed out, hopefully with this very strong decision, at least this explanation coming from Gorsuch. And I mean, guys, we could get into Title 42 and why that was really silly to begin with on some level instead of saying, well, we need to control immigration because of COVID. How about we need to control immigration because we have a border and that's what we should do as a nation is make sure we have a secure border and we know who's coming and going in this nation across that southern border like that. That might just be logical. We shouldn't have to have COVID as an excuse. Nonetheless. Coming back to what Neil Gorsuch did, for Gorsuch to explain what should have been practical all along is now super helpful so that when you do have people try to continue to be tyrants on some level, you at least have something judicially confirming from the U.S. Supreme Court to say, guys, uh, U.S. Supreme Court said that this never should happen. It should never happen again uh, based on, right, a a non-wartime emergency that this should, never should have happened. So it, it, it is great news, but yet it's still crazy to me how much, Rick, as you said, I mean, schools that are still promoting masks, we are still promoting bad science. And the only explanation I can come up with is because there are still people promoting these false ideas and ideologies And if you look at the networks that are still promoting the vaccines, that are still promoting some of these things that we now know the science is not supportive of, those same news outlets, those same stations, you watch who runs commercials on those stations, because you will see that so often they might have a program sponsored by Pfizer or some of these other companies that have the vaccines. There, There is a lot more to what we are hearing about in the medical field than just what is the best medicine for individuals. And hopefully this decision from Neil Gorsuch can be something that now we have at least have something we can point to to push back against some of this tyrannical behavior. And I want to add a little
0: tag on this, too, because with all of this, as we look back over the history of COVID and what happened, it was a period of political tyranny. There's no question about it. Uh, The blue states were a lot worse than red states on that tyranny. Uh, It was hard hard-fisted oppressiveness, and all the governors got it wrong, at least for a period of time, some of them got out of it really quick, saw how dumb it was. Some of them are still trying, Tim, as you said, to keep it going to this day. That's not good for the people. It's not good for the political prosperity. Now, I'm gonna, I am want to close this just by going back to George Washington, that if you want political prosperity, if you want your government to work well, you have to promote religion and morality. And so this notion that we have to separate religion from politics and religion and morality from politics will destroy the nation. And we've got to get back into thinking, yeah, these policies are wrong. That's a lot of tyranny. But was my governor promoting religion and morality at any point in his governorship? Because if he wasn't, he's going to destroy political prosperity and my freedom. And I hope we start using that George Washington litmus test for all of our elections going forward. Make sure you elect officials that are positive toward religion and morality. Otherwise, you will lose your political prosperity.
1: So many things that each and every one of us can take action on. I encourage you to do that in your community and, uh, and, and you know, send the good news to us. We, we, we will have you on the program or we'll read your story on Good News Friday. So go make some good news and then share it with us here on Wall Builders. Thanks so much for listening today, folks. You've been listening to Wall Builders.
2: We stand undivided.